This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. If you can hear our voices through the haze on a Thursday morning, it's Breaking Boston for June 8th, 2023. Good morning. How are you? Your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart talking sports, filling up your cup for the Boston sports super fan. Uh, yes, the wildfires sadly continue to rage in Canada. We had cancellations of sporting events last night due to poor air quality. The Red Sox lose again. They can't even blame it on the wildfires. DeAndre Hopkins might be visiting the Tennessee Titans first. Pats fans did not want to hear that. But of all things to talk about today, Andy, the, yesterday we we discussed uh, golf and the impact of the PGA and uh, Live merger, which was interesting. Uh, a little bit of a step aside from Bruins and Celtics and Patriots. Oh, my. Uh, and today we actually are going to talk. <gasps> can you believe it? Soccer. Because whoa, one of whoa, the whoa. not uh, in my contract, yeah, not in my contract. Nah, I know, I know. This is weird, guys. What are we doing? Todd? Are you telling me? Is you is you guys telling me that this is the latest attempt for some international star to come over here and make me watch soccer? Because I'm not going to do it. All right, my football is different than their football. Yep. Well, yes, actually, we are here to tell you that this could maybe be the deal, or at least this deal may change the way a lot of deals are done stateside in many, many, many sports. Uh, according to multiple reports yesterday, arguably the biggest star in the soccer world, one of the true international sports superstars, Lionel Messi, fresh off, off his World Cup victory with his homeland of Argentina, Argentina, will be leaving Paris Saint-Germain and joining an MLS team, Inter Miami. His deal will be for uh, four years at $54 million per season. Not bad. But the crazy thing is, on a global scale, that's actually kind of a deal. Or is it? Because Messi, who reportedly turned down, uh, I believe, from a Saudi Arabian club, he turned down from Club Al-Hilal, their final offer was three years, $1.6 billion. So they were trying to draw... In the final years of his prime, the biggest soccer star in the world. You could say maybe it's Ronaldo. You could say maybe it's Messi. You could say it's Mbappe, who on, who's maybe on the way to becoming the biggest star in the world. Uh, he turns that deal down to come stateside. But Andy, in the process, 
this deal is wild because uh, as Coop was just showing on our YouTube screen right there, not only is he getting big, big money, he's also going to get a share of Adidas kit sales, a share of Apple TV's season pass revenue, and an option to buy a stake in the club once he retires, according to front office sports. And that, to me, is the game changer. You know, this would have been the equivalent of if Major League Baseball wanted Shohei Otani and there wasn't the posting fee process that they go through with Japanese Japanese League. What if Major League Baseball gave him a, a percentage of the MLB season pass? What if they gave him a percentage of everything they sell on Fanatics? What if they gave him just all of this stuff? Like, I thought it's fa- I, I think it's incredible that uh, athletic brands, streaming services, uh, technology companies, a league, everyone came together to bring maybe the biggest star in the world over to the States. And now tickets to his first match have sold out. And I think he's going to start playing this fall or whenever the next season of MLS begins, right? They're um, already playing right now. Other play- yeah, well, I, I don't know. He Maybe he joins in a month. I'm yeah, not exactly sure. He's got a sure few things. I want to say it's in July sometime. He's got some friendly things, okay. things going on. But yeah, yeah, the the tickets are going through the roof. He's joining a bad soccer team. David Beckham is the owner. It is a bad soccer team. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is more, this is like turning back the clock to P.T. Barnum or something. Like he's not a (laughs) soccer player joining a team. He is an attraction. And that's why you see the eyeballs for TV. He gets a cut of that. And obviously you're going to have to, lure him in with something it can't just be like see i know they're offering 550 million a year and we're offering 50 but we're gonna do a little something to try to close the gap a little bit and it worked out for beckham like he's now the owner the value Mm -hmm. him bringing Messi to miami the value of that franchise is going up they're saying that franchise could have a value of like a billion dollars which i'm not sure i buy but whatever um well with your weei salary i'm not sure if you could necessarily afford it i'll go i'll go if you want to go halvesies on a team but you started in the right spot now the one thing i find funny is if you read some of messi's comments he was in a weird position he Mm -hmm. hated paris Mm -hmm. for two years with his family living out of a hotel (laughs) he wanted to go back to barcelona but Mm -hmm. found out basically if they brought him back, he wasn't sure the deal would go through and they were going to have to cut teammates' salaries, sell teammates off. He didn't want to be a part of that kind of a of a deal. He clearly didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, which, by the way, um, who thought when we started doing Breaking Boston, Breaking Boston, we would do right. podcast focus on Saudi Arabia for consecutive days in did, June. Literally, but it's becoming a deal. Now we're like Unreal. pretty soon. We One day we may be talking about the fact that the Saudi Arabians or some incredibly oil rich flush uh, shake or somebody may be buying an NFL t- or making an effort to buy a team and sports washing is an issue like these. It's it's a crazy world we live in right you now. You think they want to buy a podcast? <laughs> uh, I can be bought. I'm not going to lie to you. If they want if they want me to call this breaking Middle East or breaking Saudi or whatever you want me to call it, um, you know, you, you I always knew you had a price million dollar man. You damn um, right. I have a price and it's way below one point six billion. And sir. Andy, the funny thing is the uh, another one of the interesting angles is uh so, you know, there's you can point back to like, well, they tried to bring Pele to the States with the whatever the name of the upstart was. I apologize. I didn't bother looking at the name of whatever the soccer league was 40 some odd years ago. No and that cared. was a, that, and no one cared. No, absolutely. No one cared. MLS actually does pretty good. It's just mm-hmm. not the NBA. It's just not obviously the NFL. But there are teams in Seattle, Kansas City, Portland that do extremely well, that draw regular 20, yeah. 30, 40,000 people. 
Uh, it's on the rise. It's just not there yet. And this it's not could on the be... rise here. That's the other aspect. And that, but the, could the it flat be lining of the revs. The, the, the revs are a mm -hmm. flatlined MLS team where some of these other teams, I mean, you look at the revs play at Gillette Stadium. They've been trying mm -hmm. to find a stadium in Medford, New Bedford, Quincy, wherever they could find a stadium that has not gone through. Mm -hmm. The revs have flatlined a little. But Miami, even though they're not a good soccer team or football team down yes. there. We call um, it football with an F and a U. He, yes, he and I prefer the <laughs> F and the U. Uh, they, he is going to play. They have a like world class complex. I forget yeah. what they call it, but it's like a billion dollar bigger version, actually, of Patriot Place with their mm -hmm. soccer facility, with restaurants and bars and everything right there. Kind of what the the Jacksonville Jaguars announced they want to do with their. By the way, that redesign is that that redesign for the Jags Stadium and that whole area is sick. Right, and, and that's the, what it, Miami has for, for yeah. football already, and that's uh, where he'll be going. But the problem I would have if I'm David Beckham. And, ooh, this is gorgeous, dude. Have you oh, seen yeah. DRVPNK Stadium? Inter-Miami plays and trains at a 34-acre centralized facility yep. inclusive of the 19,000 capacity. So it only seats 19,100, which is so smart. Like Then a sellout is up to like 20,000 people. It looks good, it, feels good. Yes, and that's what the Revs need to do as well. And I want to make sure that we hit on the local angle as far as how this affects us here and not just talking about what things may be like down in Miami or in MLS. I've always felt like when the revs draw 15,000 people, that would look amazing if they had their own pitch, their own little stadium somewhere else. And then it would feel like a sellout. Then there would be great energy, but 17,000 people in a, a football stadium that seats 65,000, yeah. it rings hollow. It feels sad. They yeah. need to, we need but a new the, pitch the, somewhere. The thing I find most interesting about this is reading some of Messi's comments talking about this and the decision and everything was one line where he said, I, I thought it was time to go to America and MLS and step out of the spotlight for a while. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, Wait a minute. We're paying you a lot of money, maybe not as much as them. And we, we want you in the spotlight. We expect you to lift our league, not mm -hmm. just kind of go off into the sunset shadows and quietly live in Miami with the family and collect money off Jersey sales. So, you know, we make fun, or I shouldn't say we, I make fun of MLS sometimes. I, mm -hmm. It's a minor league sport here. It's not world-class soccer. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it, it, stands, it stands for major league soccer. Yeah, I know. But, you know, just because you call yourself major league doesn't mean you're actually major league. But, um, they're but Andy, you gotta, you have to give it up. Like, they're trying. They, they I know. Really it's been the are. fastest they're growing sport in the world for 45 years. <laughs> it's it's, go it's got uh, See, okay, I'm but the combination, kidding. I know, I love it. I love it. You represent all those, you represent, I was on the air one day with Ordway uh, when Glenn was still in the afternoon program. It was me, it was Ordway, maybe even been you, or maybe it was Fourier, and we started talking soccer for a while, and he took that mantle up, and like, nah, no one's ever going to care. They've been telling me for years, but I'm going to care about soccer, blah, blah, blah. It's a waste of time. And the lines lit up in the 5 o'clock hour. The lines were jammed. Oh, all the soccer, yeah, yeah the soccer hardos. The footies all called in. Messi? Are they going to get pissy with Messi because he's going to said he wanted to step out of the spotlight and go to the MLS? Like you could not take a more direct shot at your new employer than saying, "Yeah, yeah, I want to walk away from real soccer over there across the pond. Step out of the spotlight for a while, and I'll just play in the MLS." Like, I'm sorry, he's being honest. It is not mm -hmm. big league soccer. It is. But not he may be soccer. the he may be the the game changer. He may be the one like that finally raises right? the tides. Well, like hold on. Now see, now see, this is the common misconception. I did want to address this as well. There's the common misconception 
about how David Beckham's deal went and, oh, Beckham was supposed to change the game. David Beckham did increase attendance. David Beckham's move, this is from Joe Pampliano on Twitter. Beckham's move to MLS is one of the best sports business deals ever. He earned $255 million over five years. Then he was able to purchase Inter-Miami for $25 million. Inter-Miami is now valued at about three-quarters of a million. They have Messi. So he did well financially. But yeah. they did draw at the LA Galaxy. They they made money off of his deal. They drew more fans to games at first because you got to come finally see, yes, in his golden year, victory lap, feels like he should be doing a show in an Elvis suit in Vegas years in MLS. He wasn't the same soccer stud that he was for years, but it was good for the league. It was good for Beckham. It's slowly elevating, and the same may happen with Messi now. Now you get the World Cup here in a couple of years, and Gillette is actually going to be one of the hosts mm -hmm. of a World Cup game, which is going to be incredible. I think that that is going to be maybe the greatest scene since uh, an AFC championship was played there. You know, it'll be almost have it'll almost have been a decade past. Uh, I think this could be the game changer. Now, do you think no. this kind of deal? Oh, come on. <laughs> you you got to do you. And, and I know how that, that's how we do here on Breaking Boston, Six Rings and Beyond. But uh, do you think this the unique construct of Messi's deal may filter over into other sports in America now, though, like where they want to try to get somebody so badly, we could see somebody get a piece of a team. So uh, they could get streaming rights. Who knows if somebody, someone in the NFL may be such a star that, the, that they look over and they say, you know what? I want a piece of Sunday ticket. I want a piece of people. People watch my games. I want a piece of every Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes says, I want a piece of every Mahomes jerseys. So I know they already get it, but what if he asks for more? Because he's no. a... No, mostly because it's all collectively bargained mm -hmm. and mostly for the same reason we talked about yesterday. I think desperation is is a factor in some of this. Like Miami is not a good soccer team. The MLS mm -hmm. is not major league. Like they're trying to increase everything about their image, their finances, everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that leads to these types of deals. Whereas you look at, I mean, I think the most desperate thing we've seen in professional sports, real mm -hmm. big four professional sports in the last few years is the Deshaun Watson contract where he Ooh. was given a fully guaranteed contract yes. in a league where that's not really a thing. And everybody since is pissed off other teams because now Lamar Jackson wants it and you screwed me, you idiots over there in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that'll happen. This is more, and this is second tier. This is how mm -hmm. it should work on, you know, the level of um, um, combat sports, we'll call them boxing and mm -hmm. UFC where mm -hmm. yes, I'm actually the draw. Like, if people watch this, if I'm Conor McGregor, I argue, yes, I'm actually the draw. Or even now the freaking Paul brothers or any of those guys that people are coming specifically because of them. Mm -hmm. Whereas. Like, yeah, I do want to see the Paul brothers get their ass kicked. Right. And whereas <laughs> you don't or the PLL, let's go to that. Mm -hmm. Like lacrosse is a fledgling developing, trying to latch on. Yeah, if we're going to look at it like English soccer, we've got our four major sports and then like relegated to the second tier is Correct. UFC and MLS. Third tier is like PLL and professional major league rugby, et cetera. Right. Um, and they're so all trying get to get relegated. They're all trying to get rugby's elevated. Perfect. Yeah, rugby's yeah. perfect. I don't know who the greatest rugby player in the world is, but if he decided to come to Quincy, yes, he should ask for beer sales, shirt sales, mm -hmm. every kind of sales because I'm the draw. And that's that's where I say it's more – 
old school, hundreds of years ago, where P.T. Barnum is looking for a draw, where the bearded woman is going to bring somebody in so she gets a cut of the eyeballs that come just to see her. Whereas I just think the big four are so established. Mm. You won't see it come. And then you get into, well, no, it's already been collectively bargained. I'm not a, in the NFL. I'm not allowed to give you a portion of the franchise because that right. would be a salary cap violation. And like mm-hmm. these various things that are already established, but could any, change the negotiations down the road though, Andy, it, it'll, it could change what people ask for. And certainly mm-hmm. if you, if, if you were thinking this way, we have the prime example coming up right now. His name is Shohei Otani. He is the show, literally and figuratively, Mm -hmm. the pitcher, the hitter, the whole damn thing. If there were a player who could ask for jersey sales, TV sales. um, I want a piece of net. Like, let's say the Red Sox. What if the Red Sox get get creative and they're like, we'll give you, if if ratings go up on Nesson, you'll get an escalator. Right. Uh, We'll give you X number of, we'll give you concessions. More, like that could happen. And I think it would be great. And if the Red Sox want to actually like get out of the morass of their mediocrity right now and elevate back to superstardom and get more asses in the seats and sell more jerseys and become not only more relevant, but become stars in their own town where they could find their way behind the Celtics and behind the Patriots for years to come if they continue playing like crap and just sort of doing this, the discount approach that Bloom and company have taken, they may have to look to a deal like this and get creative. Well, they don't have to. That's See, in Miami, this is where I think it's actually smart for Miami, too, because if I make money, you make money. If 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 I don't make money, mm-hmm. you don't make money, right? Like, there's less risk, whereas John Henry has the money to just say, I will pay Shohei Otani $100 million a year. I have it. I get it every year. America's Damn. most beloved ballpark, whatever the number, he can pay it. Strike three called and the ball game's over. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) In the MLS, like their operating budgets are significantly smaller. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense to lure somebody in with, we're going to make money together. You're going to help us. I'm going to help you. I don't know what the percentages are, but you get 48% of Apple subscriptions that come in. Apple eyeballs. You get 48, whatever the number may be. Well, guess what? I get 52%. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm so I'm still making money. It's a partnership um, that I think in some aspects is good for sports because mm-hmm. it's it's what the leagues kind of go to now. It's just on a salary cap level. Right. Right. They always negotiate that 48, 49 percent that the players get through salary cap and benefits and things of that nature. He's just a little bit more of a direct route to his pocket. Yeah. And you see some of the salaries of other soccer stars around the world. And sometimes you think like, oh, my God, is this guy really worth $200 million per year to play, to leave his home nation and go play for an English Premier League team or someone in Bundesliga or La Liga or over in Saudi Arabia? And the answer is yes. And maybe Messi is the star that helps tilt things in Major League Soccer's favor. Maybe it does. He could be. I didn't ask if he could be. I know he could be. Is he? Yes. Are we talking I mean, this about is a, this is a, he said, now? Yeah. Will there be a 30 for 30 on how the MLS changed the day Messi decided to come here? Yes. I you believe I strongly about that. No, I absolutely. I absolutely, dude, he's a, he is legitimately still one of the, maybe he's his golden years have passed, but you're still getting somebody. Oh, I know. I watched has, the world cup that, that championship world cup match was damn good. Literally oh, I, the only soccer match I've ever been entertained by. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. And, and I know, they're going to try to utilize that and use that as a leaping off point. And he's not in his, he's not Beckham. He's not in his right. twilight. He's fresh off the mm-hmm. world cup. He is still in his prime idea. I just, 
I don't know. I'll be interested to see what the actual and factual results of this are in three years, five years, eight years. I think MLS will still be MLS. I think it'll still be a second-tier sport. And lastly, on the local front, do you think, I I think we both agree that a dedicated soccer pitch, a new alternative stadium somewhere, South Shore, North Shore, Metro West, wherever, would benefit the entire landscape of the Boston and New England sports scene? A thousand percent. You could have lacrosse matches. You could have uh, Major League Rugby could get out of Quincy. They're capped at 3,500. They're selling out. All the free jacks are selling out all the time. And it would be great for the Revs. I think the Crafts should invest in that. Do you think, though, maybe someone who has very deep pockets like Robert Kraft with a football team that's worth six and a half billion dollars or four and a half billion dollars, he himself is worth seven or more. Do you think they may one day look at this and go, all right, we got to get the revs up to the Patriots level. Let's go buy a star. I think if they get the stadium deal, they could Mm -hmm. use it as part of that. If they playing at Gillette Stadium, I don't think they'll ever enter this world of yeah. star soccer. But if they get if they're looking looking to open the doors of a new soccer facility and marry those two things together, but they're always going to win the deal. Like mm-hmm. Robert Kraft yeah. didn't get to seven billion on the Forbes list by being a dummy and losing deals. He wins contracts. He wins deals. So until the right deal comes along with the right municipality, um, I don't I don't think that'll happen. What do you guys think? Do you think the do you think the Kraft Sports Group could one day get us a new pitch in the area? Will they buy a star? Will this be a big deal for Major League Soccer? Will we be talking about this deal and the effect it has on our major sports, soccer, uh, New England sports contracts, and so much more in years to come? Give us a shout at FitzyGFY and at Jumbo Hart. This is Breaking Boston. You get a fresh cup of what everyone is talking about. We set the table and we help fill up you, the Boston sports superfan, with the news, analysis, perspective, and more you need each and every day. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. For producer Cooper Leonard, everyone at WEEI, Odyssey 2400 Sports, I'm Fitzy. He's Jumbo. This is Breaking Boston. Hooray, soccer.